What's good, everybody? This is your host, Dijon. I appreciate y'all being here, and I'm so excited to share this podcast with you. And before we jump in, I just wanted to note that this is an independent podcast, and we're showcasing a lot of independent artists. So we would love and appreciate your support to share this and share this creativity. So if you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, comment, leave five-star reviews, tell your homies about it, and just spread the love. Thank you. You're listening to The Soul of a Song. This is where musicians open their hearts and let us into their creative process. This is where they share the source of their inspiration. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's been a while since our last episode, but it's good to return with such a powerful musician. My good friend Lucia is here today. Hi, Lucia. Hey, Dijon. I met Lucia several years ago in the Bay Area. I don't even remember how I found out about your music, but I think it was like Vessel was the name of that album. Mm-hmm. And was it After the Wind? Is that the name of the song? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. so beautiful and so haunting and I was an immediate fan and I reached out we became friends and I've been following her musical journey which has led us to here where her second single for her new album yeah it's it's called Land yeah so we just I'm excited to have you and I just wanted to have you to hear more about what inspired the song and what the process of creation was like cool <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be here and reconnect yeah so the song should i talk about how it came about 
Yeah. Or- yeah. I'm also interested to hear what was going on with you in between your last album and this album, because I'm sure that had some influence on what you've created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like the last album, Vessel, was so much about water and the emotions and the under underground journey that humans go through at certain times in their lives that I was calling the hero's journey. We all, we all know about the heroes or the heroines journey. And it happened after uh, a breakup and it felt like starting a new chapter in my life. So it was very Neptunian, very reflective. I feel like my music is in general more reflective and, and mellow. But after that, huge inward journey I wanted to produce something that was more more outward more luminous more joyful and that's why I decided to call the next album Luth which means light and it also represents the element fire as opposed to the element of water Mm. and and so many things happened (laughs) in between but I, I really wanted to connect more with the element of, of fire, uh, of light, and the element of earth. And that's why the, I feel like the centerpiece of the, of the album is a song, Land Where I Belong, which is about our connection to the land. And it's a prayer for the land to call us home. So it's, for me, it was a prayer asking the land, where should I go? Where is my land? Where do I grow roots and move forward? And yeah, that's the, that's kind of the, the summarized version of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So it sounds like the previous album was the aftermath of a interpersonal relationship. And then this one was your relationship with like life and nature and you were saying you wanted it to be more outward and light but that's also sounds like an internal or like ethereal relationship yeah definitely i i really try to make my music more upbeat and <laughs> outward <laughs> and i always end up coming back to ballads and introspective music i feel like the next project it's really going to be more upbeat and just more about just fun and but yeah this album is yeah it feels a little more light and even though vessel was connected to the elements i feel like it it was also connecting to to nature the forces of nature but this one is just more grounded i feel mm-hmm. more grounded in the earth and specific lands yeah i'm curious about your specific process of getting inspired and songwriting where does your songwriting process start instrument wise and also just do you have a ritual or you like go for walks in certain places and try to get ideas or meditate or something like that no i don't i love that idea and i know you you do that for your process and that's very inspiring to me but 
for me, it it will happen if I'm having a hard time with something. <laughs> I in my life I usually go to the piano or the uke or the guitar and we'll start playing and then something will emerge or I will be inspired by a piece of music or a film or a piece of art and I will go and and play and something will come out but it's rare that I'm intentional about writing a song. Like, okay, now I'm gonna write a song. Mm -hmm. It's more improv improvisational at first. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of pieces that I throw away or that I record on my voice memos that never make it past that. So I feel like it has to be the kind of song that you remember the next day and then you, you remember the next day and you wanna keep playing. And that's how I know that I have a connection with it and there's something important for me to say. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. So in this particular song, do you remember what part you started with and what was going on then? Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> it's funny, this song also came up after a breakup. Not that I, I want my songs to, to happen that way, but that's I how. A, I think a lot of songs do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah searching for some answers. So it happened, I was gonna move to Berlin for love. I met this man when I was there in 2017, I think, 2016. I was touring and I met him and we fell in love and it was just this huge romantic thing where he wanted me to move there and I was, I was ready. I pretty much packed up my house, sold all my things put some stuff in storage and moved to my friend's house for a couple of months. And in that process, it was November, <laughs> in that process, it was, yeah, 2017, Trump got elected. <laughs> and two days later, he texted me and he broke up with me, basically. And it was a really weird time for all of us, I think. But it was just very disorienting. So I I remember going to this song and just going to the uke, right? And playing and, and just using the music as a lullaby to calm me and to just find beauty and to find solace. And then this song, the beginning of the song came about, Land where I build, call me. Land where I belong, call me, call me. Because I felt at that time that I was leaving California and I was gonna move to Berlin. I was leaving a continent and suddenly I was without a home and I didn't know where I was supposed to go. So it was the beginning of a prayer to the general land to call me to be in a place where I could just do my work and be my best self and start a new life. So that was the beginning of the song. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Sounds intense. Yeah. So you said you started with the uke. 
where you're recording yourself like on your voice notes and just singing that land where I belong and it was a self-soothing thing and then you started to, to build. Because one thing that I really appreciate about all of your music is it's very lush. Like there's a lot of layers to it and it has a lot of texture. And I feel like I can get lost in the texture. So I'm always curious. I'm like, how is she doing this? What's her process like for creating these layers? And what, like, what are you thinking? Or what's inspiring you to create these dimensions of your sound? Mm. Well, thank you for that reflection. Yeah. I really appreciate that. That's always my intention when I make music. I, I love that you're feeling that because that's what I want. I want people to get lost in the music and to enter a new world. With this specific song, I just remember being obsessed about it. I could not stop playing it. It was one of those, it was my favorite song. I think it's one of my favorite songs that I've written and I was just like over and over and trying to figure out what, how it was going to end. And I actually, I went to Hawaii to see if that was the land where I belonged. <laughs> and I remember being there and realizing that the song needed a response, that call needed a response. My prayer needed a response from Mother Earth. So somehow I put this other thing that I was working on together with the first thing and then the song became complete. So that was the beginning of the song, just the songwriting process being complete. And then for a really long time, I, I actually recorded it when I came back to California. And for a long time, I thought it was just going to be uke and voice very stripped down just easy i wanted this process to be easier than the last one but i kept hearing strings and so i i called a friend and i really like this this string player he's he's an upright bassist garth stevenson and his music is so beautiful you hear it in a lot of films in a lot of yoga classes and he just does this super lush super enveloping string arrangements i asked him to to do that for me and and he did a beautiful job and then i asked my friend chris to add some western-born guitar because it's also very ethereal and magical and that added an another element and I was like, that's beautiful, but it needs, it was just like, it, it, this song took a long time to make, <laughs> in essence. Because at one point I felt like it really needed some rhythm. So that's when I asked Ben Lineback to lay down some percussion 
and that happened last year and then finally everything came together and it was very very little by little i really wanted the song to breathe and to tell me where it wanted to go yeah i really respect that because music is to me the most important thing that exists like it's like the one thing that you could not take away from life and it'd still be worth living. Can you imagine life without music? It just Hell no. <laughs> it just wouldn't be right. <laughs> so all the great musicians have left us so many gems and it's such a blessing to be able to use your phone and pull up any song from like all these different eras and get transported to a certain feeling. And since these feelings are really eternal, because now we have digital music and we can just like plug in to 1967 and listen to this Beatles song or whatever. Mm -hmm. But since we know that's the case and we know that people will be listening to music 50 years from now, 100 years from now, and maybe they'll be listening to your song, it makes a lot of sense that you would take that much time with the process and not rush it because you're creating something that's going to last forever. And I think I know when I listen to your music, that sense of deliberateness and care really translates as like a visceral feeling. So that's like something that you have packaged that people will be able to enjoy forever. And that's really beautiful. Dijon, thank you. That's, yeah. that's my aim. And again, I'm, I'm just so grateful that you recognize that and that you appreciate it because a lot of times I get really down on myself and the song is seven minutes long <laughs> and it took about two and a half years to make. So, wow, seven minutes long and it took two and a half years to make, that's amazing. <laughs> it's such a crazy concept in this day and age that someone would do that because everything is so fast food, fast music, fast art, fast right. social media. Everything is going so fast and maybe it's my maybe it's my rebel self trying to counteract that and be like, now <laughs> let's, let's be yeah. extra slow. You know? Or just your authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. I use a few different music services, but one of them was YouTube music and I was looking on it today. And occasionally I go to the explore page and see, I'm just like, what do I feel inspired to click on? And I started searching by charts, by world charts. And then the top of the world charts was this group BTS and this song called Butter. And it looked like a K-pop group. And it was like, reminded me of the Backstreet Boys or something like that, but like the Korean version. And <laughs> The video was just like bright colors. It was like fast food and they were the different ones were singing, but I couldn't tell the difference between when one person was singing and another person was singing. <laughs> and it just, it felt wrong. Like it felt wrong to my system. Yeah. And um, it felt like a product, like it was a packaged product, not like a human expression. It didn't feel like yeah. art to me. And that's, maybe my own sense of judgment or whatever, or maybe it's just my discernment for what I do and don't like. But to me, what you're doing and the way you're doing it is invaluable, even if it's 
maybe a little bit more challenging to cut through the noise because it's not like a flashing <laughs> light or something, <laughs> you know? Not, it's the opposite, yeah. But it's perfect for what we're talking about now, which is the soul of a song, right? Mm -hmm. Because those other things, they may grab your attention in the moment, but those are not the pieces of music that I feel will be listened to in 50 years or five years. It's the things that really come from a deeper place that will have that longevity because they are deeply authentic. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. And we know about so many artists that were not known in their times. And now we get to enjoy their art. And I don't, I don't know that I would join that amazing range of artists, but I wonder sometimes, will I get recognition while I'm alive? And is it that important? Or is it more important to be having this conversation with you now and have a real interaction, be talking about art and the deeper, you know, impacts of art in our lives? And I love what you said. I was listening to one of your episodes with Lizzie, Lizzie Jeff. Yeah. Yesterday, and you said music is a spiritual technology. And that stopped me on my tracks. I love that because that's exactly what music is. And I think that's why for you and for me as well, music is so important, like up there important. I would right. say like music and family and like sleep yeah. and you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oxygen because <sighs> It's the it's the highest form of art. I feel like it's that form of art that's the bridge between worlds and between yeah. time. Like you were saying before, it take listening to a piece of music takes us back to five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, and we come back to that exact same feeling, mm -hmm. and that maybe even the smell and the sense and the, it's so powerful. It's, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm super excited to hear the other songs on the album. And you were saying that you feel like this is the centerpiece of the album. What's the rest of the album like? <laughs> um, well, the other single, the first one that came out is Angel of Mine. That is also a prayer, but it's a prayer to my angel and to my guides. Angel of mine, will you fly by my side? Will you stay for a while overnight? And it was written around the same time. It was written after Land Where I Belong. And that one is a waltz. It's more of a waltz lullaby, where this is more of an odd meter one, and it has more of chapters. I feel like Land Where I Belong has more chapters. 
The rest of the songs, the next single that's coming out is a song in Spanish. It's called Luna, so it's a song to the moon. So I would say a lot of these songs are are prayers and spells to connect with the elements and to connect with the, the forces of nature that bring us to ourselves. Yeah, there's another song called Light and there's Luth, which is the same, but it's a different song because mm. one is in Spanish. Mm. And uh, there's another song called All. So yeah, there's, I feel like there's a couple of, of curveballs in there as well. But mostly, mostly about elemental forces, our deep connection to them. While you were talking about that, I had a little vision of sipping on some mushroom tea and listening to the album as a little journey. Mm, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe we can do that together. Yeah, point. that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fun. I love albums that are just like things you can get lost in, and that's this sounds like it's one of those. Hmm. I hope it is. Yeah, and to answer your question, or at least share my perspective about what is the music for, or who's going to receive it, and. You never know, like you never know if your music will be received now or later or what impact it'll have. And I've had other art forms that have been very well received and it is cool for people to recognize what you're doing. And we all want to be seen for our creations, but then there's a lot of it that just isn't of value, just like deriving your sense of worth from how people respond to something you create, which I feel like at the essence of creativity is, it's like a spiritual communication from your higher self to you that you are the mm. vessel for. And I remember the first time I was singing, I like didn't recognize my own voice. I didn't recognize the parts of myself that were expressing. And I got to know them through listening to my own music, right? Hmm. So it was very healing. And, you know, not all music is like that. I think that the song I mentioned to you that I just finished is a more like fun and playful song, but my soul is still in it, you know? Yeah. And for me, that's the most important thing is like communicating your essence through your creativity. Yeah, yeah, so more of a cathartic process where people are witnesses, but you don't really need that because it's already a gift that you're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe there's a progression, right? Like maybe at some points in our expression, our writing is more geared towards that and 
There are other times when I think it's probably more in, intentionally created to be shared and experienced by lots of people. Like the song I'm thinking of is We Will Rock You by Queen, mm-hmm. which is they got to a certain stature as a band. They were like, we need a, a stadium song that yeah, everyone can like an anthem. <laughs> yeah. And they crafted the song in that way. But I feel like that comes at a certain point and really art, whatever we create is just a marker for where we're at in the journey, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, that's a beautiful way of perceiving it and experiencing it because that has so much value. So I, yeah, I, I really like your outlook in life and in art because the, the gift, I, I feel like in everything that you do, the gift is in your intention, right. in your presence, and that's it. And then if it's very successful, that's great. If it's not seen, that's great. But of course, we all want to be seen. <laughs> yeah. We want to be like, yeah, you did great. <laughs> but I, yeah, I really appreciate that about you. And it's a really good reminder that that we're bringing our soul into manifestation with everything we do. And that's Mm -hmm. priceless. Mm -hmm. Totally. That's a beautiful way to put it. Like the vessel is temporary, but our souls are forever. And the music is a pure expression of the soul. Mm. So it's a way to bridge the eternal and the ephemeral world. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to connect with you about the song. And for me, it's all about experience. So now when I listen to the song, the level of presence I have based on what you said will be increased and therefore I'll enjoy the song more. So selfishly, this is just super fun for me. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I love talking with you. Just connecting in this level in, in, in the arts and in the... Yeah, just the beautiful things in life. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah. Well, everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Soul of a Song. And you can watch out for Lucia's upcoming album, which will be released probably sometime this year, correct? Yeah, later in in the fall. Okay. (laughs) later in the fall and anything else you want to share with people before we play the song in its entirety now that people have heard about the creation of it yeah i know this will come out by then but the new single is coming out on 7-7 and then the music video for this song land where i belong will come out probably 8-8 which is also my birthday which is also when you're book is coming out yeah it's a big day yeah it's a good day lion's gate that's how we know that we're tuned into the same like cosmic vibe and we're like oh yeah seven seven eight eight we're we're doing it (laughs) it's like a little nod to each other totally yeah well thank you dijon yeah thank you lucia it was a pleasure as always And now we will listen to Land Where I Belong in its entirety. Enjoy the journey.
Yeah, yeah. That was this week's episode of The Soul of a Song. I hope you feel as inspired as I do. I hope you got some great insight into the creative process and how we can transmute everything within us into something beautiful. If you appreciate the energy we're building here and want to support this community, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a friend. And tune in next week. Much love, fam. This is your boy, Dijon. We out.